0: Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the Burnham Project on Substack. You can get Burnham Podcast. You can read my blogs and all sorts of cool stuff. It can even be sent right into your inbox. You can also watch us on Rumble and YouTube. We like Rumble better, but you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also find Burnham Podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Click the little bells, the Rumble button. Whatever the service has to offer, click it, do that, follow us, tell people about us. Thank you very much. The Burnham Podcast has a new advertising partner. Introducing DoggyBagTreats.com. Tail wagon delights for your furry friends. They've got all types of collars and leashes. They've got all natural treats. Things like minnows, chicken hearts, freeze-dried beef lung. That may not sound good to you, but your dog's going to love it. They've got all natural baked goods, things for fresh bread. They've got peanut butter, banana oat, pumpkin, cheddar bacon, and other assorted treats. They've got pet care items like pawfume, Oat Soap, and paw balm. You can also make wholesale orders. Burnham podcast listeners can get a discount by entering the code BURNHAM01 at checkout. Now back to the show.
1: What's up? It's me, Chris. You might be wondering where Danny is. Well, he's on vacation this week. So I had to bring in somebody else to interview, you know, do a little fill-in for him. Well, that guest canceled, Scooter Allison. So the next day after that, Danny came back from vacation, and that's who I'm interviewing for you today. My name's Chris Pyle, and this is Burnham Podcast. Hi. So I'm hosting this week, hosting. and uh, I had big plans for this week and the plans kind of fell through on me so here we are
0: you know we talked the other night about how people like rogan and lex friedman and jordan peterson have celebrities on their podcast yeah like in control of their schedule like we don't we don't get celebrities so then we run out of people at different points and then we have to switch seats, and you get to host, and I get to be the guest yeah. on my own podcast.
1: Isn't it wonderful?
0: It is. It is. I've been – almost said I've been in your seat before. And obviously, I've been in your seat before, but I hosted – I've done it twice now, and I've got one more episode to do coming up. I've hosted P.J. Broom's Half Your Problem podcast because he's gone and competed and done things that – he, we, as a community in the gym, felt like he needed to talk about. Yeah. But it would be weird if he got on there and blew yeah. his own horn. So, like, I agreed to host. And, <laughs> you yeah, so we, we, we did it that way. But that's, you know, it's weird. I'm just sitting in a different chair. Like, nothing's really changed. Nothing's yet. really
1: changed. The conversation will be very similar, yeah. if not exactly the way it would be if I was on that side of the table. So.
0: But this is, anybody who's been watching, though, since we started doing video, knows that the guest sits on this side. Yeah. So yeah. you can tell, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm in charge. Yeah. So I don't know what to do with all this newfound power.
0: It's power, right? The dozens and dozens of listeners that...
1: Absolute power corrupts absolutely.
0: I mean, it ain't it ain't like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> we, got the, we got the one sponsor and then uh, a few people that listen. So yeah. nothing major, but uh, it's still fun. We enjoy it.
1: Sponsorship. Yeah. No, what led you to make that rubs. to make that leap? Uh,
0: Rob Rob West mm-hmm. came in here. You know he was on, and uh, <coughs> he says you got to stop giving away what you're doing for free. Yeah. And I was like, well, we talk about Jesus a lot. And he was like, yeah, but you got a light bill. You know? Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and Tango's back here, and, and he needs a few bucks for all the work that he puts in. And right. Like, stop. <laughs> Stop giving it away. And I was like, bro, I don't think you realize how small our audience is. And he was like, well, that's bigger than you think, you know, when I gave him the numbers. Um, but to just not give it away, you know, it made sense because we, we put a lot of time and effort into this.
1: And even still, I mean, even it's not going to be an abundant amount. I mean, it's right. not everybody quits their day job yeah, type yeah, situation. Not yet, not yet. You know, maybe right. one day. Maybe we'll all get there one day. Maybe so, maybe yeah. so. I just know, like for me, when I when I'm listening to and I'm a podcaster, you know, so you know, might be stabbing myself in the foot when I say this, but every every ad that I get on social media, including the podcast I listen to, I'm I'm not buying that, (laughs) and I I don't even know the companies. I don't keep a list of them. It's just in that moment I'm like, "Mm," they're getting in the way of me hearing what I want to hear. For
0: me, it depends if I'm in the middle of an episode. And I start hearing about me undies, or yeah. you know what? It just pops in the middle. Like we put ours on the front, so it's real smooth. But right that, that is better because yeah.
1: on the bigger podcast that we both listen to, it really seems like in the middle of a dude making a really good point, it's like yeah, boom, boom, right here yeah. in the middle, Manscaped. right? Yeah, or blue chew. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're not sponsored by any of these people that we're. <laughs> but mentioning. they could be. You they know. could. They could. Come on here, and
1: then I can talk smack about I, y'all. I'd
0: read a me undies ad.
1: Yeah. With a pick and everything right yeah, full 100%, spread right 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when we started talking in the last episode we did together, we had brought up me doing my podcast mm-hmm. again and here's my question because I mean just to be completely honest with everybody here, what you hear on this, what I'm doing now, and when these mics aren't rolling, slightly different way different yeah you know what I mean and how I, how I present myself. Um So, if I do a podcast again, be authentic, or do you have to have a little bit of a filter because here 's my question i 'm obviously believer first right. and foremost, so is showing all that side of me a good thing to let other people know hey here 's a Christian dude that uh struggles with some of the same stuff I do. Or is it a, there's a Christian dude that just said one of them four-letter words.
0: Ah, uh, we, we talked about some of yeah, this yeah. in the last episode, right? And I think that, I think your authenticity is going to resonate with people. I, you can you can have a podcast and never say, you know, we talked about, it's not even the particular words, right? But maybe some phrases that you say, like, you can say things, right? And have a podcast where you just or you mind your P's and Q's, and you have your church mouth the whole time. Yeah. You know? Or you can be authentic. Um, but I think if you're being authentic, it's not the same as some of these people who are just using the language just for the sake of using it. For shock sure, radio. Right, right, yeah. right. Like a the, the shock jock they call yeah. them on the radio or used to. I don't know if a shock jock is still a thing. But you just say things, and people are like, oh, yeah, he said that. It was awesome. Yeah. Maybe you just say good things. Uh, but your authenticity, I think, is is, is it is going to resonate. Um, we talked about Oliver Anthony in the last episode. Yeah. And he's not like the most talented guy or the best guitarist or any of those things, but he just, he's keeping it real, it right? He's and authentic. Yeah, do the kids still say keeping it real? Are we still keeping it real? <laughs> keeping 2020? it 100. 100, okay. There you go. So yeah, so, but he's just, he's this guy and he's just putting himself out there and everybody's like, yeah, that could be me too. So I think that, for you to be authentic, what we're talking of, what we're thinking of as authentic in your podcast, I think you could you could do that. You could get away with that. You might say a word every now and then that, that somebody doesn't like. Well, but. I
1: let the, the little ones go here and there. Uh, yeah. You know? And yeah. it's one of the things, you don't do it just to do it. It's just, it is possible to put that filter on. And I do believe, I don't just, when it's a bunch of guys is hanging out and talking, I don't talk like that when it's just me and my daughter. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Every now and then, something might come out or whatever. But, uh, you know, you have a different, uh, I guess, uh, filter for different situations.
0: You do. You do. I mean, you know, I'm a, a pastor, and, you know, I hit myself on the thumb with a hammer one time, and you'll never believe what I said. You mean me to tell you? Yeah. I said, I said, ouch. Uh-huh. That? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a Steve Skates joke. He okay. gave me that one.
1: Yeah, good man.
0: He was. Steve was a great guy.
1: Baptized oh, me. Matter of fact, could have done but, better at jokes, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, he, he owned it. He's one of those guys that owned it, though, right? He tell right. that joke, and he would. Oh, that was the best joke ever. Oh, he it was, was a good man. Yeah,
1: good uh, dad. Steve's yeah, super yeah.
0: guy. Super guy. Played uh, played a lot of golf with Steve. Heard a lot of his sermons. Steve baptized me.
1: I heard him preach. I think once or yeah. something. He preached at Scooter's ordination or whatever, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. I heard him that night. Yeah, he was yeah. that night.
0: Nice, That's right. Yeah. Now nah, Steve's fantastic, man stayed at his house a bunch, ate out of his pantry, mm-hmm. you know, solid dude, great guy, but yeah, he, he gave me that one, I was like, I'll use that, I guess, one day, never yeah. thought I'd be a preacher, right. but uh, yeah, so I tell that joke all the time now, I love it. I Good always- dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking on my way here, on my, my my primary shoes that I wear now are hey dudes and Crocs, I'm all, I have become the final boss of the dads. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to defeat me before you can touch the thermostat, <laughs> you know? Oh,
0: this is bang for your buck on the <laughs> podcast with right. guest host Chris Pyle.
1: Guest host, oh, yeah. Man. I was like the main question I had for you, so, That's you know, good. anything from here just come off the Pretty cuff. Pretty much wrap it up. You know, All I right. do, however, want to know a little bit about Tango. Tango. All right, shoot. What well, you need? Where'd you come from?
2: <laughs> where'd I come? <laughs> my mama, man. No. Well, I mean, where'd your
1: mama come from?
2: Um, born and raised in Rome. Um, I actually grew up as Danny is one of my youth pastors. He's best friends with my dad, and so I've always kind of known Danny. And then there's some family relation there.
0: <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Tango are like thirty third cousins or something.
2: Yeah, we're 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 somewhere in the same tree. We're
1: kind of all that amount of cousins in Georgia, ain't anyway. like, <laughs> we? We are, all we are kind to of, some degree, yeah,
2: yeah. It's yeah, something with my half sister, but yeah. Um, so I, I think Danny's put it a couple of times where he like he accidentally lost a episode, and I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, man, let me help you. You you got a lot going on. Let's let's get this thing rolling." And now we're here. And we're about to roll out some bigger things, which is going to be fun. A bunch
0: of stuff going on.
1: I'm looking forward to that. Is there anything I want to talk about with that?
0: Yeah, we, yeah, we can talk about
1: it. Yeah. Well, uh, we got another ride coming up, don't we, or something? Or?
0: Maybe. We got we to gotta nail the plans down on that. Yeah, so we got to nail some plans well, on that. Well, we wrapped okay. up in, in – well, wet wrapped up. We're still kind of working on it post-production. Um, and we, we filmed in July what we call the Georgia Peach Ride. And so, what we do was, well, where it came from was that I rode a scooter. I remember. Chinese 49cc screaming metal death trap. Yeah, I remember. Across the state of Georgia. It actually blew up on us in uh, Moultrie, Georgia.
1: How far away is Moultrie from here?
0: About five hours.
1: On a scooter or in a car?
0: Well, we we trailered it down to a certain point. We plotted a course to go all the way across the state. And Georgia's really tall, but it's not like super wide. Yeah. And, you know, this scooter we had, we were not sure if it was going to make it. Of course, it didn't. So we trailered it to, where did we start? Cuthbert, Georgia. And then we um, rode all the way to uh, St. Simons. No, Jekyll. We went to Jekyll. Um, <clears throat> stopped at like 10 towns in between. Uh, but that was during the pandemic, so the idea was, let's build some morale. And bring, you were
1: bringing awareness to small local businesses, business, yeah.
0: Right. So we had this. I had this scooter, and me and Drew, my brother, were talking about like, what, what would, why don't I just ride this scooter all the way across the the state, and we can keep up with it on social media, and it'll put a smile on somebody's face, and we can bring attention to these small businesses that are struggling during because this was uh, April, end of April, beginning of May, 2020. Um, so we did that. And then we did it again last year. And then we were like, we've well, we got to keep this thing going, right? So we changed themes this year. And it's.
1: You rode a different ride, too, right? A
0: much different ride.
1: A much more reliable, newer, newer much better, more much powerful. more
0: reliable, not really any faster. Mm-hmm. We're still right at that 30 mile an hour mark.
1: But you went from uh, the cheap, cheap to like a Honda. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we got a little Honda ruckus, and you know, I, I know that it's eventually going to get up the hill.
1: Yeah, Right, the other one well, was it took never, me around a building. If yeah, it'll move you, you me, it. yeah. it'll get somebody yeah. somewhere.
0: But it, we changed the theme this year. We were we what we were doing was focusing on individual places, like a restaurant or a store. Yeah. And then this year we decided to cover an entire town and shift it more toward like a tourism thing. Why should I come to this town? um so we focused on rome georgia our hometown which was the the easiest thing to do we'd done this ride twice and never been to rome so it just made sense yeah um but tango not only is he the producer of burnham podcast he's also the cameraman producer and editor
2: yeah our director cinematographer editor all the fun behind the scenes stuff he does it all
0: he's followed me around for a week with a camera and we got into (laughs) all kinds of shenanigans and
1: is I, there anything interesting about Rome you discovered that you want to go ahead and that and, I didn't know or yeah, that you didn't already know? What did
0: we bump into that we just didn't know?
2: Mm. Learned about the Popeye being half he, he, he's halfway credited Popeye, yeah. to Rome. Popeye he's, the Sailor Man
0: sort of belongs to Rome, really? Yeah, so he was already a thing. There was a guy in Ohio that created him. As, as part of a comic strip called yeah. the Thimble Theater. I'm spoiling our whole thing here. Um,
1: well, don't don't give away all of it.
0: No, I can tell the Popeye story. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So there was a guy that was doing him as part of this Thimble Theater, and he was in Ohio. So there's a town up there that claims him too. But then a guy from Rome ended up with it at some point, and he was doing the, the Popeye. So he took this character this guy had started and based him on the the rivers and the guys at the
2: lock and dam yeah because he had never been to the ocean so he didn't know yeah any stories but he's like i can tell stories about these cats out on the river yeah and so that's how we halfway get credit of papa that was one of the cooler things um there were a couple of really cool places we went to um danny's favorite
0: restaurant Schroeder's, man. Yeah. Schroders. That's Schroeder's. your favorite room. Maybe my favorite place on earth. Like really? Yeah. I, love I like Schroeder's. Some of my like earliest memories are in Schroeder's. Like three, or four years old. I remember things that happened at Schroders because we would go there all the time, and I still do. It's bad that I work across the street from it now. Yeah. Like it's a problem.
1: You go over there every day.
0: Uh, I, I try not to go every day,
1: <laughs> but I like Harvest Moon.
0: Harvest Moon's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Harvest but Moon and know. uh, There's people coming John in. Henry's. My two favorite local places, but we got a lot of good little local places we here do. to we eat. We do, we do.
0: It's a solid place, man. We got a lot we're, of stuff going on. We're world slowly
1: world. becoming the uh, car wash capital of the world. Any car wash, we got a car sense. wash every five <laughs> mile, uh, not even not every mile. We've got a car wash. I'm role.
2: really hoping the Rome Braves change their name to something to do with car washes. Oh, that man. was
1: my suggestion. The Rome, the car, Rome washers? car washers, or something. Minor league baseball town. It teams. could be that, or the Rome Mexican restaurant. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah that's
1: true. because we got a lot of those too.
0: Got to be something with rivers, mm-hmm. though, right? Our, our local team. Everything has changed here their name. is
1: Seven Hills or Three Rivers.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we could be like the River Pirates, or the River Rats, or the River whatever the Reavers. As it turns out, a reaver is a river pirate. It's I get, all in one oh, word. I get That's really excited.
1: Cool, I get really excited when I see a new business being built in Rome, and then when the sign gets put on it, it doesn't say seven hills uh, or three, three rivers, rivers in the beginning yeah. of it. I hey, they were original. Yeah. That was awesome. Are, but, <laughs> but,
0: you know, it, I don't know. It, all that sort of comes out of love for people, I guess, so to speak, that whole project because, we, you know, our dad was a small business owner. And so we've seen kind of how that plays out. And then to see these people struggling during COVID, we were like, let's do something. And then it's just kind of sprung up from there. And Tango's cranking out eight, nine, ten episodes. I don't know. Something like that. And they'll right. come out on YouTube on the Georgia Peach Ride Destination hometown YouTube page channel. In uh, it's, it's September now, isn't it? Wow. Toward the tail end of this month. We're yeah.
1: gonna Is there going to be a podcast to go along with this video drop? Or anything there like that? There should
0: be, right? We can make that happen. We can, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But that's sort of my side I side know a guy question.
1: that can interview y'all. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's all good fun. But, uh, yeah, Tang. when did we, like, meet officially? You must have been eight. Uh, yeah, I was itty-bitty. Itty. You
1: ain't never been itty-bitty. I, I know,
2: he was a little squirt. Yeah, he, was he yeah. really? yeah, yeah. It, he was probably, yeah, the eight or nine. Yeah. Sometime when I was small. And then, yeah, just from there, I've grown up with him. And we separated for a little bit, but never too far. And yeah. We've yeah. always talked and hung out. He was also my wrestling coach in I, high school. and Tango and wrestling high school, yeah.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't mean to put a cramp in the middle of the episode, but I just got to make sure I ain't the only one hearing this wasp.
0: No, I was
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hear something over there flying? trying to get out or in.
0: Oh, I see it under the curtain.
1: Okay, I just you know, hey, we gonna fly off the cuff here today no, on I'm the Burnham gonna, podcast, I, I got my eye on it. and I hear it. I see him. I know you. But I'm but afraid to look over there. Back
0: is to him, but I think you're <laughs> yeah. good. I'm gonna. Y'all
1: yeah, been sitting here talking the whole time. I'm like, man, I hear oh, something I over there digging. He's right that. under the air
0: conditioning <laughs> vent over there, so I can't hear him at all. Okay, um, so <laughs> continue with
1: your story. Like, I, didn't, I don't even know well, where I, couldn't st- I could not be in this world alone anymore. I had oh, to say man. something.
2: Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. I was like kind of freaking out earlier because I heard a weird buzz and I was like, oh,
0: that's weird. Well, I
1: what was, is well, I was also phone? thinking, I hope I ain't getting picked up on the microphones. Like, everybody's <laughs> going to be listening I'm to still it. Still
0: here I have my kids have screamed in my ears so much that they're not what they used to and part of it's <laughs> okay. just getting old too, but like I don't hear as well as I used to. Part of
1: it might be riding a Chinese moped across Georgia. It might be. Where it was that be. moped from Trump? What where was the moped? It's
0: from China. It's
2: from China. <laughs> you drove a Chinese scooter across Georgia.
1: It was fabulous. It was great.
2: It was the worst piece of junk ever. It the was... belt broke. It tried to kill me but I'm stronger. <laughs> it did. I, I had a moment
0: where the, the belt broke, right? And this thing, it's a, like, it doesn't have a transmission. You don't it's, like a, it's like
1: a centrifugal clutch on a line. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. They,
0: they, on a scooter, they call it a, a continuous velocity transmission. So this belt breaks and it hangs up and immediately stops the rear wheel. And I start, like, going over the handlebars. And I was like, well, this is how I died in Moultrie, Georgia <laughs> <laughs> on this stupid scooter. And they're going to tell people about it. And, yeah, you know, that's I remember Danny, he was cool, but he died on a scooter. Like, how embarrassing. But I didn't. We made it. It was, it was fantastic. Good. We're skipping all over the place here. No, nah, yeah. it's it's
1: good. It's yeah. real good. I know. I've had bikes before. Yeah. And every time, you, what you did was very adventurous. And everybody daydreams of doing something like that. Because uh, there's all these guys on YouTube that'll go fly across the country, buy a bike for 800 bucks, and yeah. then, Drive it back across the country. Everybody wants to try it, but when that first rain cloud pops up, they're like, Yeah. Mm. We've
0: been blessed. Like, haven't done it three times. And we didn't ride super far this year. We just, we rode around town and it rained and we dodged some days where it just rained all day. Um, but I hadn't been, went all the way across South Georgia the first time. And then we did a loop around North Georgia this last year. We went from Rome up into a place called Tiger, Georgia which is like extreme northeast, and then we came back around. Um, Never been rained on on the ride. We've got, I don't know, like a 1,000 miles close to it in two different rides, and never been rained on.
1: So you've had over a 1,000 miles on a moped. That's pretty I got way more than that.
0: I just got that many on that ride. This is what you got clocked. Yeah, which is like a 1,000 miles on a moped is like 5,000 on a motorcycle. Or more. (laughs) Yeah. 30 miles an hour sometimes.
1: Sometimes. Yeah,
0: going up a hill, you're like –
1: 13, yeah. 13, You know, that's why I don't think I could be. I would be able to do it. It wouldn't get me up all the hills.
0: Uh, I had some Ooh. doubt a few times, but we, we made I have it. Have to push it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we have, I have a crew. You know that goes with me, and there were. There's always been three, or four guys. Me and Tango did it by ourselves this year, but well, yeah. that is
1: the magic. You know, to all these shows that do it too. Right, you know, they're right. like we're going to go to a junkyard. My favorite guys, they roadkill. Yeah, they go to junkyards and fix up cars and drive them across the country. I'm like. That sounds really cool, and it is really cool. But it's also a little easier when you got a minivan behind you full of tools and right. other people. <laughs> right, you got a truck with a trailer hauling it. You right. got the
2: minivan with all the camera. I'm minutes. not taking anything away that. from them guys. They're
1: awesome. You ever run across this, I'll be on your show too.
0: Absolutely. Well, that was the thing though. Like we didn't. I didn't know. Any, I bought this scooter. It was up the street from my house. And we drove by and Jessica had joked about my wife had been like, hey, we you get a scooter on? Okay.
1: I've been looking at many bikes like crazy. They're
0: fun. Yeah. But so we drive past this thing and it's for sale out in the front yard of this house up the street from us. And she was like, go back and buy that scooter. Okay. So I went and bought it and didn't know anything about it. No, nothing. And then like a month and a half later, we're like, let's do this thing. And <laughs> so I'm riding on it. We didn't take wrench one with us. Right. Really? So when it blew up, we went to we had to go to Lowe's in went to Lowe's in Valdosta and bought a bunch of tools so we could put this thing back together and try to finish this. Ride.
1: So did you rebuild it out on the road? Changed the belt. Okay. Like the just, be- be- when you blow say blow up, up, it didn't blow yeah. the motor; no, it, it just blew, it, the, it just blew okay. the
0: belt. Okay. Off of it. So like, we had to go buy tools to fix it.
1: Where'd you find a belt for a Chinese scooter?
0: We we stopped at the I don't remember if it's a Yamaha dealership or a Honda dealership, and we were like, hey.
3: What's the did chances? You, I
0: had, like, this shredded belt, what was left of it in my hand. And I was like, you got one of these? And they did. It's the only one they had in stock. But, uh, so, yeah, as they were closing that day. And then that was on a Saturday. So, the next day was Sunday. So, if it hadn't been for that, we'd have just been out of luck. Couldn't have got the belt. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of how that went, the first ride. But
1: well, That's cool. I look forward yeah. to the videos coming out. That'll be pretty that's interesting. That's
0: going to be fun, man. Tankos, we were just watching them before we came on just now. and Tanko's slicing them up. There Tango's the
1: man. Guy. He seen, it really he, is. He been getting it done. I like to point out his hat too. His hat says, "I buy my own fudge rounds." <laughs> right, and right. Like we it. talked about it. I like it. Yeah, he sent me a picture of it saying, "This is what Tango bought." And I'm like, yeah, "That's dope." Need
0: one of those. Right? Uh,
1: is that his official merch? I
0: I
2: don't know if this is his official one. I just found it on Etsy. Probably shouldn't man.
1: ask you that on air, but it's know, an it, Etsy store. Yeah. Somebody it sold is. it. Yeah, it's I don't, I, like I don't know it. if
2: you can copyright the words I buy my own. I don't think he around. can copyright so. it either.
0: I don't <laughs> think so. I think if it had been like. I really don't think he, was, he would care. Theory, he probably would. He would
1: not care. He wouldn't he yeah. would
0: care. <laughs> no, I think he's over it as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't think he's really wanting to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> wow, so we're back? We're back. That was the. Uh, okay, biggest, that was exciting. Biggest
0: stinging insect I've ever seen in my life. A pterodactyl. Maybe we'll make it the the,
1: the <laughs> picture for the episode.
0: <laughs> Holy smokes!
1: We know why was making so much noise now, though. Yeah, right. I no, think had a wingspan of inches. It, it was
0: as big as. <laughs> I mean, it's as big as a hummingbird.
1: Yeah, uh, every bit of yeah. it. Yeah, every bit of it. Like no, no. Don't exactly. even know what it is. If it stung you, there's it's no telling. Got
0: stripes and you might it's might get superpowers. Yeah, it's I don't know. You might die. <laughs> you might. You might. Right. That's terrible. <laughs> I, I was. I'm not like scared of bugs.
1: I'm not. You know, I don't get like, oh, there's
0: a spider. Whatever. No, that that's guy, more than a
1: bug, though. He
0: was. That was unsettling. He looked
1: like a transformer. He kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> I started spraying him with Glade. I'm like, if this makes him stronger, we're just going to leave. Oh man,
0: yeah. No, he's he's a bad dude. Wow.
1: But, uh,
0: he's over there, and we can see him. If now. you
1: get three full grown men. In an uproar, you're a pretty big bug, you it know was, what I mean? Or that says something about the quality of man you got around, maybe but that might be a, yeah. Everybody here was kind of scared, though. Nobody squealed, though. nobody squealed, but there was fear in the room. It oh, was,
0: 100%. It was, it was on <laughs> it, Everybody's
1: voices got high.
0: He's unnatural, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. It what was like, sprayed like him?
1: A, what are you? I sprayed him with glade. Was he was gonna the, smell good. Uh,
0: he did, he smells great now. Uh, but for the sake of the podcast, I guess we could say that he's like the size of maybe a biblical locust.
1: Every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. A locust rides around on him to get where it wants to get. Right? <laughs> yeah. But,
0: no, He's gigantic. Anyway, I, I guess it's a he. Maybe it's a girl and the he's are I don't are know bigger. how that works. I don't either. Might be a I
1: Zimzer. I don't know.
0: Do animals do that? I didn't ask it. <laughs> didn't According
1: know, to some people, apparently. According to...
0: Alex Jones is that a thing? They're they're Uh, turning the freaking frogs gay.
1: That's it. That's not even a sound clip, people. That's Tango. That is actually Tango. He's He's got multiple
0: impersonations, (laughs) but he's a handy dude. He's great to have around. He makes us sound good. When I want him
1: to call me every night as Trump to tell me (laughs) good (laughs) night. Good night, Chris.
0: Get off of good night, Chris. Sweetest of dreams. <laughs> I, I don't know
1: <laughs> if I'd go to sleep, but it'd be funny. It'd be
0: funny, right? Uh, tango. We're gonna sell tango sound bites. You can order them on the
1: Burnhampodcast.com dot The next big thing on the internet.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. He's a solid dude, though. He's good to have around. He's handy. He, yeah. Uh, you actually contacted me once before. I did before about doing in. this, and then and I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, I wanted to. I just didn't understand it. <laughs> I, but that was the whole point, right?
2: I want to say you were still based out of the trailer at that point. I think so. Or the well, camper. at that
1: point, like when I was recording, we were both just kind of recording wherever we could. Yeah, we yeah, recorded you, several in my kitchen. Yeah, the the acoustics were still horrible in that yeah. kitchen.
0: I recorded a bunch in our camper.
1: That sounds probably a little bit better than that camper. It was
0: okay except that you couldn't run the heat or the air. Uh, Yeah. So it really depended. I sat I sweated out several episodes and hundred and ten degrees in there, but like the kids running around and yeah, you do it where you can. But now we have this gajillion dollar studio. Which is fantastic. I love it. It's great. It's not a gajillion dollars. This this brick here is from eighteen fifty.
1: There's a lot of history in this building that we're in. There is. Sherman
0: burned this place at one point.
1: I mean, if you're not from here, you're probably not totally interested in it, but it is kind of cool.
0: It is. It's cool to think that, like, even for what it was, you know, Sherman came through here on his march to the sea in 1865 and burned at least part of this building. Um, These bricks are original, but uh, we have church here now, and that's really cool. So, like – I was talking to somebody the other day about how old our church was, and I was. they were talking about a building, because we met in a church on Sunday on our camping trip that had been built in 1836. I was like, that's awesome. That is cool. They were like, how old is your church? And I was like, well, my church is two and a half years old. Building the median is 173 years old.
1: What, what were they interested in, the building or the church? The building. They were talking oh, okay. about the
0: building. It's like 173 years. So, yeah, so we're talking...
1: And the cool thing, like you know, that everything we see out here on Broad Street is like the second level. Yeah, like it used to be one level lower until it flooded. Yeah, Yeah.
0: further down where we're at now was has always kind of been this level, but like two hundred block and down that came up. Used to be that was just swamp land at one point. This was the first four hundred was the first block built. I learned this on the Peach Ride uh, at the Rome History Museum. But yeah, this was the first. I need block to go
1: though. there. I haven't been there in yeah, a long, since it's I was awesome. a kid.
0: It's really cool. That is Different cool. stuff these days. They got they got all the
2: cool exhibits that you can now touch and like you can.
1: They don't have a lot of it on the internet though. Like none of the stuff, like pictures of it, of it. Not a lot of it. I've tried finding some because over here at the forum they have all these Rome books laying around yeah. with all the history right. and those pictures, but I can't hardly find those pictures online. They've got them. Yeah, museum promised
0: there. They got all that stuff. They got everything. They need tango.
1: is what they need. He could probably get all of it online.
0: Well, that's kind of next, right? We 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 do this podcast, and we're doing the Georgia Peach ride, and we're gonna get into the documentary game.
1: Okay, okay. I think that's where we're going. I want to hear about this, for real. What (laughs) What are we documenting?
0: This that and the other, you know, things yeah. and stuff.
2: <laughs> right now, it's it's still like the idea, and we're still molding and creating yeah. it. But like okay. that's it's something that me and Danny both want to do. Where yeah, that sounds really. We want to tell some of these stories of these things that don't act, always get the light. Like
0: yeah, well, we we went to all these places filming the Peach Ride, and almost every time we left one of these places, we're like, well, that could, that place could have been a whole episode on its own. And when you talk about people, like, because we're we're looking at a storefront, right? We take a picture of it. It's what we'd always done before on the ride. We'd take a picture of it and go, we ate cookies at this little bakery, and it was great. And that was cool, but we needed to get the people involved, right? So when you start getting the people involved and telling stories about who people are, it becomes more than the storefront. So we were doing that, and then we were kind of like, well, why don't we just make entire films about one place? and really go into detail. Like, we did uh, an episode with Scramble Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where I trained. Yeah. And uh, I know I may not look like the athlete of the day, but uh, but we, I trained there. And um, the night I was in there and we were filming, there was a, a Purple Belt world champion. Um, there was a Division One college wrestler who, prof- who competes professionally now in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, there was – uh, Our my instructor was a brown belt at the time. He's a black belt now. Um, but there are all kinds of people in there who've won all kinds of championships and titles and things. And so we're looking at all these people and the stuff they've done and, and, and be like, well, you can make it a whole episode about this. You could do two hours about the individuals and these stories and tell us about the time you won the world championship. Right. You know, stuff like that.
1: Um, Y'all should do one on Peggy's.
0: If you're from Rome, you know where Peggy's is. If you don't,
1: you don't want to know. I, you can I'm talk about Rome. it on your podcast. <laughs> I don't know what Peggy's is. So I'll this catch is you, a topic not, afterwards. Not, uh, I'll
0: catch you up sometime.
1: Probably shouldn't have thrown you that one out but it would probably be a really interesting documentary if somebody huge. did one on
0: it. Write that down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because there's still family and all that. You know, because yeah. they were on There's another. To yeah, they were on yeah. a, another local podcast that has really good couple episodes on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tango's yeah, Rob's. Yeah. Rob Rob yeah. Rob's. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I remember that episode now. Tango looked it up. So, yeah. I, I did.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even know that about your town, did you? Nope. nope. You know what? I think I remember hearing a little bit about it when I was a kid. You probably kid. do when you were younger. Until. I discovered that podcast like somebody had sent me the first episode of it and I was like I think I remember hearing about this but yeah. now I yeah yeah I remember this now yeah yeah so yeah anyway it was
0: a thing. I don't know we used to have moonshiners and all kinds of I sketchy think, stuff here.
1: Is it a thing as we get older, we get more interested in history, I guess? Because when I was in I school, so. man, I, I had the biggest arguments against the history class when <laughs> I was in school. I'm never going to need this. Yeah, I'm all like, well, if history repeats itself, I'll just learn it next time it happens. Next time It'll be, it comes right. Next time right. it comes around, I'm here, you know. But I, I now that I'm older, I can it. watch History Channel about the Civil War for hours. I'm all like, what am I doing?
2: I, I have turned
1: like, into my grandpa.
3: Yeah.
2: I feel like there's like three options for you when you get past 30. It's either you get in the barbecue or you get really deep into history or really, really deep into the Civil War or World War Two. Like yeah. Those are oh, the wow. only three Very options yeah. you get.
1: How old do you got to be when you do that?
2: I feel like it's 30, but <laughs> oh, man. 30? Okay.
1: Because I feel like I do a lot of those things.
2: <laughs> I do all of it, yeah. I'm 43. <laughs> you turned into a dad. That's what it was. Yeah.
1: You know what, though? I rode a skateboard the other day. Oh yeah! I bought a longboard and I rode it. I'm 43. Ain't been on Ooh. a skateboard in 30 years. And I bought one and I rode it. It's in my jeep. So you know I'm a shredder now. You know, I'm not gonna a go pro. I'm not going pro no time soon or nothing. I want to keep my options open. You no, know, take it slow. got time to take it slow. But I will say this: it was more fun than I've had in a long time. I got tired really, really fast. And it made me have that. Did you see my post? Like I wanted to have the uh, middle-aged party. Yeah. I'm yeah. like everybody just needs to get all their skateboards and their bicycles, and we'll just hang out, ride around town, make fun of kids, and pick <laughs> on them. And then at the end of the day, we'll all ride to Walgreens and get ibuprofen get and our like numbing filled cream. Filled yeah, get our prescriptions <laughs> filled. And get everything. your icy
2: hot and ibuprofen. Well, yeah, people yeah,
1: have yeah. started hitting that up. Like we need to do this. And a couple of dudes that I went to high school with just got the box that they had when they were teenagers. Restored, yeah, and another dude bought the one that he had when he was a teenager Man, and I stuff. Don't know. And I'm, I'm all, all behind? we're all going through our uh, midlife crisis at the same time, so we're buying skateboards and bicycles skateboards again. And
0: bicycles. BMX with the foot pegs, yeah,
1: there. that's what we need to do. I say you gotta be 35 to get in, but Tango's gonna have to document it, so he's in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's so gotta film it. He's right? gotta so. buy a bicycle. There's our documentary, we'll call it the Stay Young Initiative. And we'll have a parade and it's just gonna be a bunch of middle aged people riding down Broad Street on bicycles and skateboards. <laughs> we'll have we'll have EMTs lying in the streets. Yeah. You know. <laughs> water stations every fifteen, twenty feet.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we can get sponsored by Life Alert. It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Centrum. Oh right? man. Yeah.
1: This parade brought to you by Mothballs.
0: Right. Mothballs, Icy Hot ibuprofen
1: yeah but it's it's it was a good idea i think i think
0: it's a solid idea
1: i think we need to do that
0: hey what you call it an adult what
1: i don't know we can call it a staying young initiative, staying young or, initiative or something something cool i like it i do too there's
0: a fundraiser in there somewhere
1: you know what i thought when i got on that board this is we'll this is gonna be kind of this is kind of corny but anyway it says whoever becomes like one of these like a kid Ooh. And I'm all like, "That's all this is. It's just trying to recapture a little piece of your childhood again." Like I rode went by from the earliest as I can remember up to about the age of twelve. I lived on a skateboard. Yeah. I was on a skateboard every day until we moved to the Boondocks, where there was nowhere to ride a skateboard. And then it became bicycles. Right. But I'm like, I got on that skateboard the other day, and I'm like, "Dude, this is so cool. Tiring. I'm gonna be sore as crap yeah, tomorrow." Yeah, Lord, and we're we're I am. Fell off that thing. But uh, thank God I didn't. I take it real slow. You know what I mean? I find a little incline and just get on it and ride down the incline. It took me doing that for a while before I got to where I would, like, push off again. And the first time I pushed off and put my foot up on the board, I'm like, okay, I did it. I did it. (laughs) All right. You got to understand, my skateboard's 42 inches long and rated for 300 and something pounds. Not quite what I weigh, but it don't bend too much. Yeah. It's all right, you know. If it's a little wobbly, you just ride it out. Right. Makes I you a better rider.
2: I feel like we need to get you on one of the newfangled my generation's electric skateboards. That would
1: be probably that pretty do dope. like
2: thirty or forty, and they're ridiculous. That's I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna have to have all the pads. <laughs> yeah, helmets. <laughs> they're scary. Full face helmet. I'm gonna have to have that suit, suit on where the dog attacks you. Yeah, you know yeah, the big yeah. puffy suit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have to that suit on. Suit. <laughs> Give me a little bit, and I'll be down to ride one. Those one wheels look really fun, oh but I just don't I think I'm. I, I, I just don't think I'm. I think I'm past, I, I think I'm past the threshold for the one wheel. Yeah,
0: I, uh, that makes me nervous. Th- I think it would be fun to ride. Right, like I, just, I think if like you can ride the on
1: board. them hoverboards, you can ride that. But I right, ain't getting well, on a hoverboard I either. I
0: tried the hoverboard; it didn't work. For me. I don't like that Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's the worst, though. Right? Like I, I didn't see that in Mike Tyson. Oh, he buses he wiped out. Yeah, it was terrible. But uh,
1: well, if Mike Tyson gets thrown off one, I have I don't no chance. It, right? Yeah,
0: but that's my fear, though. It's <laughs> not so much like actually riding this board, but falling off of it. Like, come on. Like, I well, do know. you remember
1: when you were a kid, you fell, you knew how to fall.
0: Did we, or did it just not? I mean, we. Could I don't sleep know. It I asked myself that then. question the other day Yeah. because I
1: fell a couple of weeks ago over a scooter. I was working on a scooter, yeah, and I kind of lost my balance and bumped up against it. Well, it started moving, and I started moving, so I fell over the scooter, okay. tumbled, and jumped up on my feet, and I'm like, I'm not hurt. It's a miracle. What What happened? I'm not hurt. Yeah, and yeah. then it got me to thinking. Okay, I, I kind of rolled with it. But usually when I fall, you get all stiff. And <clears throat> right, you We up. forgot how to well, fall. I
0: practice falling down. It's funny to say that. I practice falling down at jiu-jitsu. We work on break falls, what's it called? Yeah. It still hurts when you fall.
1: Do you do that between but, hug practice? Yeah. It's okay.
0: <laughs> aggressive hugging. <laughs> Murder yoga I'm
1: just talking smack About a bunch of guys That can kill me (laughs) (laughs) Make no Have no exaggeration In your mind about it Like I I know They can kill me I just like talking smack Anyway It's,
0: It's really where I learned How old I am though because like I go in there and I try to train. I, I'm good for maybe once a week these days. Just
1: get folded wise. up by a fourteen year old.
0: Yeah, some kid half my age. Uh, <laughs> so we're, there's we're, a video of this. Yeah, it happened just in the you. beach ride. I'm getting strangled by like a woman, you know, like whatever. But it's uh there's a guy that trains there, his name's Matthew Boyles. And he's actually injured right now. He's like officially like actually injured. He just had uh reconstructive surgery on his knee. Uh tremendous competitor, super, super uh jujitsu player. But uh, he's 20, Matthew's 21, 22. And we were sitting around after class one night a year or more ago, and it was like, yeah, this hurts and that hurts. It hurts when I do this and blah, blah, blah. Matthew's like, what's wrong with y'all? You know, it's me and a bunch of guys my age in the 40s. Matthew's like, well, when when something hurts me, I just – I go to bed, and it feels better the next day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it don't happen like, like that anymore. No. Sometimes it's, on, it don't hurt that day. Yeah. It hurts yeah. the next day. And and then up, two days the later, worst it. day. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like working out for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Two days later, that's the worst day. Yeah. It, so, yeah. It's
0: the second day soreness. That's the best, yeah.
1: You said you're getting choked out by a girl. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, there's girls out there that I know can murder me.
0: Man, it – it, it, with the right technique right like that's what it's really all about. i
1: think ronda rousey could just punch me i mean the girl knows how to punch Bless her heart, yeah you know what i mean <laughs>
0: you know
2: i may let her punch me i may enjoy that one
1: there's a word for people that like yeah Man. it's a masochist there you go there's the word
0: it's tango is what it, the word is. It's, bless your heart. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need it. Don't, don't punch me. We used to do some kickboxing. Like, I don't want to get punched anymore. Oh, I don't want anybody yeah. to kick me. You were around for that. That was one of the things oh. you were at We were at it was an underground kickboxing. League. Tango was in there. We used to get there and mix it up. We, uh, none of us could afford, I trained at a place for a while kickboxing and it was sketchy. It was in an old gas station and it was open for a couple of months. But none of us could afford like legit martial arts lessons, so the cheapest thing to do is go to Walmart and buy some boxing gloves yeah. and headgear, and we we did. And we put a, like a league together, and our thing was as far as underground fight clubs go, we're pretty legit.
1: Why are you talking about it? You're breaking the first it's, rule. It's it's over it's now. It's we're <laughs> never
0: going back to you're breaking fight the club. first
1: rule already. But,
0: but I'm not giving places or anything. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we it was cheap. we, we could buy gloves and, and gear and stuff and beat each other up. His
1: name is Robert Paulson.
0: Robert Paulson. Yeah, we didn't think though to just buy mats and like grapple. There no. There were plenty of YouTube videos at the time. We were like, we'll, we'll just punch each other. I guess yeah, we punched and kicked, kicked each other. God. Yeah. If we, you go back far enough on my like Facebook pictures, you can see them on there. We weren't like it wasn't a secret thing. You
1: know, when I was a young man, I enjoyed those kind of activities here yeah. and there. You yeah. know, yeah. wasn't yeah. afraid to get in a fight too bad. You know, gotten a couple. And every now and then, I'm like, man, I wonder if I still got it. And then I pull my bag using the bathroom. So, yeah, yeah, I go to unload the dishwasher, (laughs) bend over for anything. And I'm like, you know that feeling. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't got it anymore.
0: Well, I drove three hours yesterday. And I got up out of the truck at the end. And, like, I was sore from sitting down too long.
1: Yeah, You know? Like that, that's where we if are. If right? mm, yeah, no you stand too long, no good. If you, you sit days. too long, that's no good. <laughs> yeah. If you lay down too long, that's no good. It's like, well, life's just become about being uh, in, a, in a different movement every couple of hours so you don't get sore. That's
0: it. i got to change sides at night when I'm sleeping. I'm oh, rolling. yeah, I'm, I'm a rotisserie
1: chicken all night gets, long. You know. yeah.
0: But I, I don't know. The more that I train – which is not much. The more that I train, the better I feel and the less of that kind of thing is going on. So, I think it's, it's about staying active. And I say that like I do it, but,
1: my schedule. Is we my all life. need to be a little more active. Yeah, yeah. That okay. was the whole idea behind the skateboard, just find something fun and get just back out there something. again. Yeah. I ran a 5k in February and I haven't done squat since. Well, you
0: get you you hit your goal, right?
1: I did hit my goal and I was so proud of myself yeah, and I like I'm
0: going to take a day off.
1: I'm going to take a couple of days off let yeah. my feet rest. Yeah, yeah. And then I had got an injury and a foot injury too, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do Way anything for a little while, yeah, and I'm still kind of getting over that, but not enough to where I couldn't do something. We yeah. just make excuses for ourselves.
0: Yeah, we all, we can, we do, but what do we know? We know the excuses are lies.
1: I'm waiting on this cold shower thing to change my life.
0: How long have you been doing it?
1: Uh, four or five days. Okay. I end every shower cold. I found the trick. Here's you got to start out on with your back. Yeah, you got to put your back to the faucet, reach back there, and just crank it to cold, <laughs> and just stand there. And once it hits your back and runs down, like a man. Then you're fine. Yeah, but if you try to face it and yeah. then make yourself get up under it, well, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you got to just back into it and crank her and let it go. Oh, I still don't man. know about getting in one of them tubs like Joe Rogan has and everything. Oh, the ice right, tub. I'm, I want yeah.
0: to,
2: man. I bet there are. Be I've done a few of them, but I. I also have a hot tub, so I'm like, oh, I'm okay with this because I can go from that to that. Right, right.
0: <laughs> I've done it, it's been 20 years now. I'm taking like a legit ice bath. Like you
1: put yourself in it.
0: In like ice water. <laughs> yeah, they're yes. really cool. You can get a freezer from somebody else. Home
1: Depot, put and in that water. they're
0: great for recovery. Like the soreness and stuff we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Like somebody
1: yeah. going to recover after I get out that water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to try it. Like, yeah, I say all that, but I mean, I would like to try it. I just yeah. like, you put your toe in it, but I, I don't let's know what like happened.
2: I, I feel do. like well, this is a camera opportunity. Let's let's go film it.
0: Okay we'll, we'll do it on the, the YouTube channel Okay No problem yeah.
2: Well Yeah When we bring, when you bring your podcast back This is going to be part of it Okay We'll there try it The Adventures of Chris, Chris Pyle And Chris the Stan Tri- Young Tri- Initiative
0: right. You got the,
1: You got Giada tries We're uh, going to do the Chris, tries. Do Chris yeah, tries okay Well Maybe you, I can get her to try it too
0: You can go skydiving uh, Rocky Mountain climbing Maybe right. you can go 3.7 seconds they naming all the all stuff I don't want to do you. But I tell you, If there's anybody <laughs> out
1: there Who wants to pay for all these things I'll go give it a shot Alright well, I, y'all want to y'all want to see Fat Man go try to do all these things? Pay me. That'd be fantastic. all right. Let's do it. <laughs> right. I'll go do That'd it. Be fantastic. Don't nothing too spicy. <laughs> we'll get you in uh, no, well, no no rodeo clowning.
0: <laughs> yeah, rodeo clowning. We'll get you in like a, a dirt track race car. I know some people.
1: You ain't gonna get me in a dirt track race car oh, yeah. unless it's been modified It'll for be me. It'll be fine. You'll fit. Yeah. Well, dude. I've you built the motors be, for some of these cars. They're small. They're tired, I know they're, they're small. Tired,
0: they're cramped. There's some big fellas that race, though. There's somebody with a big yeah, car out there. Yeah. I'm sure he'll let you drive his $60,000 car around.
1: I'd Very seriously. Run had, it
0: up into the wall.
1: Not out? without me promising a bunch of free work or something.
0: Yeah. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not that. But other things. We could do other things.
1: We Man. can. Let's, uh, We can do the journey of my first uh, stand-up routine. Yes, We can do that We're just shooting ideas here in the middle of a show I
2: I feel like this is all going to wrap Into a whole show called The Staying Young Initiative With Chris Pyle There you
1: go Hey, There we go Y'all are are seeing lightning in the pan here
2: You don't even have to do the podcast But you can do the podcast As a complimentary to the
1: show Y'all act like I'm interesting enough For people to want to well, you would be. I mean, you like,
2: would be doing these things. I mean, oh, yeah, see. I don't mind doing I mean, the things. 40 have make
1: year have a big
3: fella fall down or
1: whatever it is you're going to do. <sighs> you know? Let's not plan the fall. Hold well, no, I was <laughs> planning it, but let's <laughs> do it. Something rash past going to happen. Uh, I, 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 that's what I told my daughter the other yeah. day. She's like, Have you failed yet? I was like, Not yet. Not yet. I was like, there's only two types of people that ride anything those that haven't wrecked and those that haven't wrecked yet. Yeah, yeah. Everybody or those that have wrecked, wrecked and wrecked. those that haven't yeah. wrecked yet. My bad. I sound like George Bush there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once. Shame <laughs> on me. Fool me twice. <laughs> Can't fool me three times. <laughs>
0: mm. Are you working on the stand up routine?
1: Uh, I, have, I have a few ideas, a few jokes. I got you know, you. I try to Don't slide them in.
0: Don't waste them here.
1: Yeah. Um, it's just waiting on opportunity, I guess. Do you want to record uh, one one day? I don't feel like I would be respected amongst the well, just comedian. So you can get it out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. It, yeah,
0: it's, people were doing it during COVID, and it was okay for what it was but, but the it com- wasn't. they don't
1: view it that way like right. when you listen to how the comedians felt about oh, it they're they all hate like, it. yeah you don't have the energy of the crowd yeah. and everything which i mean if you're just starting out you probably don't you don't care about that it, yeah. um, you're just trying to get through your deal till you start feeling comfortable up there but i've spoken in front of crowds enough to where that really doesn't bother me yeah being, it's in, just, front yeah, being in front of a room really doesn't bother me speaking in front of a bunch of people i don't know it ain't yeah. nothing You put Especially me in a room here. full of people I do know And I'm like oh, I don't know if i want yeah. to talk to these people <laughs>
2: that, That's kind of how we felt doing the, the peach ride It's like Danny's okay Going up and talking to all these people on all these different place, cities Where he doesn't know anybody But and suddenly go, it's it home was, He's it like weird it's weird it <laughs> yeah. Was it?
0: Yeah it was odd Because you know you might
1: in, see him again tomorrow
0: Well yeah I go to these places every day Yeah, and I drive down this street every day And see these things and these people every day and to go to him and be like, "Hey, would you sit down and do this super awkward video with me? <laughs> <laughs> this interview and we'll talk about things that you and I both know that each other already knows." Yeah. But uh it was cool. Everybody was really receptive. Um but we pitched it to them, I guess, in the frame of free advertising, so they were like, "Yeah, we're in. Let's do it." So, we'll see. I hope a million people watch, but
1: I'm definitely going to watch, yeah. so I'm the you know, one peg down.
0: There you go. Got Only one. You-
1: 999,999 999 999
0: more to go. When I see the metrics for the podcast or for the YouTube channel or whatever, I look, and I like, I'll like. i look at it again, or look at it and go, go somewhere else, come back, look at it again, and it's one different, and I go, I wonder who that was. Yeah, know? yeah.
1: Well, well, I don't think pe- people, we all know we get the dopamine hit, right, from yeah. social media? Yeah. There ain't a lot of people that know that podcast dopamine hit, because... When I was doing mine, I was checking my analytics all the time, and I was seeing that I had people in, like, Saudi Arabia listening to yeah, me. crazy, And right? some people in China listening to me, and I'm all like, I'm illegal there. Yeah. Like, what I was talking about was illegal yeah. there. Yeah. And I had people listen. Man, that was, like, the best dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's super humbling, too, because, you know, you look at your metrics, and you see China and Iran, and you think somebody is risking their life to listen to me talk about my faith
1: because i put hashtag jesus somewhere in there yeah and they've just found it out of chance right
0: and they're listening to it where they are where people are imprisoned and killed for yeah believing the way that we do
1: it, like, yeah that was the most rewarding part yeah. of doing it yeah so. it's
0: cool that people in you know wahoo nebraska listen that i've never met before you know that's great but to, to yeah to know that somebody is
1: well, when your audience was as small as mine, if I had one or two listeners in China and Saudi Arabia, I'm like, man, that is a percentage of my listeners. <laughs> You're know, like a real percentage. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm like? That's 10% of my people.
0: You, how many episodes do you do?
1: A good man, many. Did
0: 30, right? Or, something
1: like that. Yeah, I did it for a couple of years. With
0: the average podcast lasts six episodes, I think. Is that right? Six or eight. It's not many. It, it's like, really
2: not it's like you last six and then you die out yeah and, but you made it, it past that so well, I think f-
1: probably most people start off like I did and was just doing it by themselves most of the time mm-hmm. and then I mean after six to ten episodes I mean you got some people out there like Mark Marion, he's been doing his forever and he yeah. does a lot of his by himself He's also a stand up comedian and that's all he has to right. do. I mean, I ain't down on the dude or anything. No, I'm but, just I mean, saying these that, guys, that's, that's his life. That's yeah, what he does is his podcast. He's not building engines for yeah, he's is. not a machinist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little bit different when you have a different day job, you know. Yeah. I wish somebody paid me to do podcasts and stuff like that man. Every, You know, we could just do that. Do yeah. that ministry. That sounds like the the ticket to me.
0: It is, man. And I did when we started our church that was my job. Like, I I work a a day job now, but, like, that was all I did when we started the church. And it was, number one, it was exponentially easier because I had all this extra time to plan sermons and, you know, study and do those types of things. And then the ministry stuff, too, as far as, you know, pastoral care and things like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, if I could go back to just doing ministry and podcasting and, you know, stuff that doesn't, <clears throat> it's not necessarily time bound, right? Yeah. Like except for ten thirty on Sunday mornings. You know, that'd be pretty cool.
1: How do you feel about being the podcast pastor? I like it. I don't I know of any other ones in town that do.
0: there's uh, Miss Jolly does one.
1: Oh, does he? Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Uh, that. It's called
0: Theology in the Dirt.
1: I dude's smart. Yeah. He Mitch knows, is sharp. Yeah, he knows his stuff.
0: He's got a lot going on. Um but I, I think in twenty twenty three it's just like the natural progression. Like you almost have to. Um, We don't video our church services. We don't live stream anything like that Um, because we fell into the trap. A lot of folks did in 2020 where we weren't going to church, and we'll just live stream it. You can watch it at home. And then people were like, "Well, if I don't have to go to church, I won't go to church, and I can just watch the live stream." Like, well, that's not Hebrews 10:25 says to not forsake the gathering together. Like, you have to do that still. Um, My buddy Adam Colson who's been on, uh, he's the pastor at We The Church, and they run their streams a week behind. So you're not, you, they, they still do it, but you're not watching it live. Yeah. So, like, they are able to shake a little bit of people staying at home going, well, I'll just watch the live stream.
1: Well, we were going to watch what you heard last week.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So if you go to church one week and then you miss the next, like you're hearing the same. So they they, they're, they kind of stave some of that off. So that's cool. And we may do, I, I'm not opposed to recording service, um, but I, I wouldn't do a live stream.
1: But I'd I think with kind of both, I mean, you want to put what you're saying out there in the mm-hmm. message that God's put on your heart. You want to put it out there. You just have to be careful to not start caring about the views, and yeah. that's like so hard to do, Especially because when you live stream and like three people come in, you're that's like, tough. why are we even doing it? Yeah, Not knowing, you might have just got one of the three. You might have, you know, made some kind of decision that day after listening yeah. to you. Yeah. We don't think about that in the moment. We're like, well, right. it's just three people, and then you get the one week where It's got two hundred people.
0: Yeah. Well, Ron Kansler, who was my pastor for a time at Casville and Tango too, uh, he told me he was the first person to ever put me up in big church. What we think of as big church. I taught the youth a million times, but he said, "Hey, do you want to preach on?" It was June eleventh. I never. It was a Father's Day that year. Um, is that right, June eleventh? Last time I preached I'll never was, forget it.
1: Last time I preached was on a Father's Day. Okay. So I mean, it's Father's Day. And he was ago. he went
0: to his dad's church and wherever it was and he was like, I need you to preach that day. Not like do you want to? Like he was like, You need to preach that day. I'm like, okay. So he uh he wanted me to know some things, right? He wanted to talk to him before he put me up there and he was like, Hey, I want you to to focus on making much of Jesus. That's what he said. Get up there and make much of Jesus. I know you will. Don't have any doubt about that, but that's thats the idea. Um, and he's like, but as far as the crowd goes, you preach to one person. And it doesn't have to be the person that you make eye contact with the whole time, but your message goes out and in your mind you know that somebody needs to hear what God has put on your heart. And if it's one person, then that's enough. you know. And so I kind of take that same – try to take that same mindset into podcasting and not get caught up on the the metrics and go, well, a hundred people here and 50 people there. And this one had 500 or a thousand or whatever. And it's easy to do that because you get one that you feel like did really good. And then the next one does half that much. And you're like, Oh, what did I do wrong?
1: Well, I think it's all, well, I know I found on mine, The two most watched ones on mine, and I talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was a little more unfiltered on that one than I am here. Um, But the two that had, one was this titled Sex Uh, with exclamation points. And the other one was the interview with my ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Those are the two that got more views than anything. And I talked about a lot of stuff, man. (laughs) Kanye, everything. Yeah, and those are the, the time, two. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> those were the two that got the most views. Well,
0: that's edgy stuff, though, right? Not like.
1: I think yours was one of fight me or something there for something, a long time. Yeah, yeah. I
0: did a, I did one that was one of my, you're not going to believe this. That's yeah. what it was. Stuff like that. And then, yeah, I did one called fight me where we talked about kickboxing and things. Um, but you, you, we, I did a couple of episodes and put a catchy title on them. And we talked about it in the show. You yeah, know, like this is gonna be the one and they were, they were huge. Um, as far as what our numbers were, because the episode said fight me and everybody's like, Well, what's fight me about? you know, and then I would never do that with a sermon because that's corny.
1: Uh, Jesus fighting me? Man. yeah, I know. Y'all yeah. see that church sign, that picture on the internet, it says something about uh it's a church sign and it says parking lot, five thirty. And somebody's like is Jesus fighting people now? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Some kind of meme. Meet me at the bike yeah. rack after school. Jesus is fighting yeah. folks
0: now. No, it's, we got to be careful with that sort of thing. And I think if you you stick a pointed title on a podcast, like you better address it in the episode and not just like – Otherwise, it's clickbait, right? I've always,
1: always, that, and I've always kind of lumped that into, like, series. Like, I know that's a petty pet peeve to have, but it's a pet peeve I have is series.
0: Like sermon series? Yeah. Define sermon series.
1: Well, this whole month is going to be all about waves. Okay. And every okay. week has something to do with spirituality yeah. and water or something. And then it's like, well, this whole <laughs> month is going to be all about pursuing Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do every day. <laughs> we don't need a spe- everything y'all making series on, all of them. We're yeah, supposed to be doing yeah, all yeah. of them every day. Well, this month we're going to focus on the water. Okay,
0: what's yeah, that even yeah. mean? Like, well, we've been in, I've been on a sermon series since
1: december but you go through a book (laughs) that is different we're gonna go through matthew yeah it's not a series we're just gonna stay in matthew and learn it really well until it's time to move on to the next book yeah yeah you can call it a series if you want to be like all these other
0: starting our 97 part series
1: on whatever well only you know when i first started my walk you know we we did a lot of that a lot of gimmicky stuff stuff I kind of cringe at now I can't hate it too much because it got me to where I am you know so I can't hate on it a whole whole lot it did some good um but it's just kind of cringy to me
0: well let's let's bring Oliver Anthony back up for just a second since you and I recorded our last podcast episode he was on Joe Rogan yeah so I listened to it great episode fantastic but he said at one point he was in church when he was younger yeah and he had been exposed to all that and I'm going to try to get it as close to verbatim as possible but even then he noticed all of the theatrics theatrics yes and the politics in church and it turned him off
1: so that's same issue I've been struggling yeah, with yeah. you know so yeah yeah and, and i don't like it because i feel like it's manipulative
0: it's 100% manipulative. That's you told, pr- Did you tell the story on here? Yeah. About I thought, the guy With the music? Yeah, I think yeah. I did. I yeah, think
1: I did. did. It, the music had to be just right. It had to be a specific song yeah. and, and all this. At this and, moment. At this moment. Lights, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, all that stuff, I just find it very manipulative. And I feel like the word of God is just stand on its own. And that's something me and you've talked about. And you've yeah. talked to me a lot about. And that's just something that stuck with me. I'm like, you know what? Because the more you think about it, Jesus didn't go on the mount be like, all right we're in week two of the series about giraffes <laughs> yeah. so let's focus on how the holy spirit and giraffes work together yeah yeah he didn't do that he yeah. just was like hey here's some truth about our father and this is you know gave them their stories that they right needed. yeah and i think the the word of god should work the same way it should be like, hey i know this guy named jesus this is the information i have about him <laughs> yeah this is what we're learning about him this is what we know about him and that should be able to do everything it needs gotta to be do. Enough, right? It's I, gotta I got to be enough, right? I I got to
0: spend some time over the weekend on this camping trip we went on. There's like 20 families there, and one of them is a mentor of mine. His name's Seth Arnold. You know Seth, right? Yeah. So uh, so I'm talking with Seth. He's a pastor also, and his he's a he planted a church. Um, we're two and a half years old. And he's his church is six years old. So they're a little bit ahead of us as far as things like that go. Um, and we got into our why, right? Like, why are we doing this? And uh, you hear people – I don't know that I've ever heard anybody in my church say it, but there are people who don't want the church to grow because they'll lose their place, right? If somebody else comes in, they'll, they might be even more important than me or more influential. Or whatever. I have
1: fear of church growth too, but not because of that. Yeah. I just don't want to lose – what you have in a small church your community yeah yeah
0: but we we talked about the why right and it's it's great to come together we're supposed to come together to gather and 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 be with other saints and lift each other up do these things but we're also supposed to grow and in growing that also means adding to the number right and your church gets bigger but who does that who does what
1: adds to the number
0: adds to the number what do you mean
1: well in acts it tells us Uh, he does yeah yeah with that kind of growth if it's happening that way there's no way you can have anything against it well it's just got to be organic all they they, were
0: doing was preaching the gospel
1: they came together every day and they prayed of course i ain't saying it has to happen this way but they sold all their stuff you know they became a community right and acted as a community and god added to their number right and we've brought that up here before too, and people are like, "Well, how are we going to get people in here?" And yeah, we're like, "Well, it's yeah. really not our job to get them in no, here. We're just if we're living our lives the way we're supposed to live it out there, they'll follow well, us." Well, that's here. the
0: thing, right? You got to live it out there, and that makes people ask questions, and it draws people who are looking for what you've got. Um, and we we got to be ready for that, but that and, but that has to be our why. It can't just be. We have church every Sunday, and it's the same 11 people or the same 100 people or whatever it is, and this is just we've kind of put a cap on things. Um, I think there is a limit. We've talked as a church about 150. Like, when we get to 150, it's time to start looking at starting another church. And when we get to 200, God bless us if that happens, 50 of y'all are leaving and you're going to start this church, yeah. And you're going to hope to add another 150 people and break off and start a church, you know. And but that's that's how it's supposed to be. Um, we don't need to have a church that requires an arena, you know. To I don't 10, think so people. either.
1: And I mean, that's something I've struggled with a lot because I've been to a lot of these places. I actually, yeah. when I did electrical work for a very short time. I worked at one of these big old churches down in Atlanta. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna name drop her, but there's a '90s R&B singer that's on staff there, and I oh, okay, met him okay. and all so that. You're six foot eight. Yeah, this yeah. is how we do it. Okay, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we tell the story.
3: <laughs>
1: but, but anyway, I look at all the because I already know what they got in musical equipment. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. And god, they had the money. I mean, this place Man. is like a big concert hall is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Like ACDC or whoever come play this place and right. probably be satisfied with how much they took in on tickets. The place is big. Yeah. And I'm like, is, is this what God had in mind?
0: Well, I mean, you, you look at something like that. and I remember we did an episode of your podcast about this one time. But you look at that, and this church has got a gajillion-dollar building they got fifty million dollars in savings, and the kids in the neighborhood close by don't know where their next meal's coming from yeah, that's or my hang up their pair of, you know, next pair of shoes or you
1: know whatever that's my hang up on it too, and I, it even not even with those churches, yeah, the ones that are much bigger than a couple hundred people yeah. typically tend to uh become very business like yeah. <clears throat> and there's a but lot of you,
0: you have to, to operate at that size. Like it's gotta be business minded. I know it
1: has to be. Yeah. But that should tell us that it shouldn't be. Right. If that's the way it's gotta be. Yeah. If if it can operate in any other way then every extra dollar here goes to helping somebody else. Yeah. If it's well we gotta have savings. Well the Bible tells me not to store up treasures here, so why is the church doing it? Why is a church saving money? Yeah. Why are they saving up money for a building fund even or whatever? Like you can go to bed. Well, we're half. say they wanted to save $200,000. They get to $100,000. That means there's a church holding $100,000 while people starve <laughs> yep. in the neighborhood because yeah. we're halfway to our goal. Right. Your goal is more important yeah. than feeding well, people. I, th- I
0: think there's a place for saving money and paying cash for things. Like if your your building's run down and it needs, you know, repairs, you save the money to do that. You don't take out a loan and you know, and I've talked about this before too, but for the church to stay out of debt and maybe you have a little nest egg in case your place gets hit by lightning. Yeah. Or or whatever, you know, emergencies. But there's a there's certainly a line where it's too much and you're just you're hoarding money. Treasures on Earth, you know, yeah. like you said.
1: Well, a lot of people's beef with the church is that it's a tax exempt situation; it's a nonprofit. And I'm yeah. all like, "That's that was made when churches were all small. You know, they didn't have these mega churches. right? So the ones that's given it a bad name is the big churches that are ran like a convenience yeah. store or whatever, some kind of corporate business. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much like a restaurant. You know, they got two or three services every Sunday because they're so big. Mm. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing growth in the kingdom and and all that. It's just, there's just something about a lot of that that rubs me the wrong way.
0: Well, I got got to preach at a little church one time, and there were 14 people there, and seven of them came with me. And they were about to the point where they were like, we're going to vote pretty soon to decide whether or not we're going to keep having church. Um, But they were, uh, I was talking to a lady there afterwards, and they asked me if I was interested in being their pastor, and i was like i don't, i'm not I wasn't ready for that at the time um and I told them that, and they were like, well, that's and that's fine. they were cool with it, but they were like we we talk to people all the time, and there are churches with ten men that are capable of being pastors, but all they want to do is sit in the pew, yeah, and listen to somebody else, and like it's a tough gig, man, being a pastor's hard, but people like we we need pastors, we need preachers that are." bold and will step up and do these things and there's a church that's meeting down the road that doesn't have a pastor but they're still trying to be faithful and gather together and inviting somebody new in every week to preach And uh, I was talking to somebody in Fenwick West Virginia about a, the, a similar situation, you know, they lost their pastor because of health issues and they're still trying to gather and their building's paid for and they're all out of debt, they just need somebody to roll in and they can even pay them a little bit but people don't want to step up and do it you know,
1: but but being a pastor is hard. It is. It tough. would have to be. Yeah, it's not something I think I'd want to do. Like I think I could do full time ministry. <laughs> uh, full time ministry, being a it sounds great, yeah. but I know it would be hard. Yeah. Like people thinking, "Well, you're just a pastor. All you got to do is go around and talk to people all day." It's not like that. It like most of the time, I mean, yeah, you got people that want to have lunch with you yeah. and just BS with you and stuff. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. But there's also a lot of Relative died, or this, that, and other that you're dealing with. So it's a lot of trauma you're helping people go through on a regular basis.
0: Dump things on you.
1: I'm my bad dog. No, no, I'm just saying (laughs) people will come in, and and it's not like they sought you out
0: to dump things on you, but like while you're here, let me drop this on you. Me and my wife are going through X, Y, and Z, or my dad is dying, or you know all this stuff, and that's great like that's what we're supposed to do but like at the same time you're carrying everybody's stuff yeah you know and we don't always have somebody to to talk to about that because people that don't do it can't necessarily relate so that was it was really cool last weekend to hang out with my my mentor and we talked about some of those things and and it's nice to hear somebody say the same things that I thought about ministry and, and things that we're doing and and I don't I don't mean it's not like I'm complaining, like it's it's a gift and a blessing. It's not one that I would have sought out or imagined myself doing twenty years ago. But it really is it's a it's the most rewarding thing by far that I've ever done. Um but it's a people thing. You deal with people, so you have people issues and you either love people or you don't. That's the difference yeah. between a successful pastor and a failing pastor. So, and that's sad, you know, that you have to, you feel like you have to measure it, you know, success versus failure. But, like, at the, at the end of the day, it's not even so much about your skill as a preacher to get up in front of the room and talk and deliver this masterful message. That's great. Like, you should work on that. You should try to be better at preaching every Sunday. But most of your job as a pastor is not preaching. It's about counseling and, and being there for people in their time of Need or loss or celebration. Um, It's about loving your neighbor. Like, that's it. If you can love your neighbor, then you'll separate yourself from a lot of people, even without being the best speaker.
1: I think there's only really two rules we're supposed to follow, and that's one of them. That's it. Because everything kind of follows. All of the law and the prophets hang on those two, right? Yeah. That's a hard job, too, though.
0: It is. It is. It's tough because people don't always want you to love them. No, they, they don't always make it easy for you to love them.
1: My bad, dog.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. Again,
1: <laughs> it's like
0: people, though, man. It's people stuff. It's uh, people doing people things. That's <laughs> right. That's my thing. I
1: say it all the time. Yeah, people do people things. Yeah,
0: they do. And, you know, I thought when we started our church, I thought like, this church is little. Like, it'll be easy. It's not. It's not easy. My people are great. Like, it's not like they're coming to me complaining about things, but, like, even our small church has been through some tough stuff. Yeah. You know, and people's personal lives and things. And the pastor carries that, too, on top of, you know, his own stuff. You know, so it's it's important for – I'm just doing a PSA for pastors here now. I think that's what
1: you need to – tell. hey, how can people appreciate their pastor more?
0: Man, you can you can tell the guy what a great job he's doing. And not that you have to lie to him, but you can find something – that you like about man, what he's Danny, doing. you do
1: such a good job. So pretty.
0: I appreciate that, man. <laughs> do what I can. Adam Colson's my barber <laughs> on top of being a pastor. But, uh, but yeah, just be be loyal to the guy and, and show him a little gratitude every now and then. And don't make him think you're going to leave if – the thermostat ain't right next
1: week, or if you gotta yeah, get a the thermostat under control if you want right. to hang around,
0: yeah. Well, this is we try to keep it. Well, you mean we it's out.
1: nice and cold oh, and it crispy is right in now. here, it it is right is, now, yeah. It's
0: nice in here right now, but uh, we we record this podcast in our church sanctuary, just for the record. Um, I've mentioned before that it's at the church, but it's in the sanctuary, we're just in the back of the room right now.
1: But uh, it's beautiful, it is, it it's is. great.
0: I love it, it's old and it's you know. Rustic, I guess. If that's what (laughs) rustic is. Is that rustic? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an interior designer.
1: Urban? It's urban. Urban? I mean, we're in town. I don't know what you call it. Retro (laughs) urban? There (laughs) you are. I think he got it. He got it. It's little, and it's old,
0: but it's ours, and we're grateful for it. God blessed us. We started meeting in a hotel room, and then we met in a bar, and then I got beat up a little bit about that not too long ago. At the bar? yeah it was somebody was looking at our church facebook page and my wife was running it at least for a time and she took a picture of me one sunday getting ready standing up in front of our little pulpit we had and there's a wine rack behind me right so i get a message and uh it's i forget what did she asked me something about how why we were meeting at the bar and What uh, do we believe in? Deliverance ministry? You might know this person now that I think about it.
1: Uh, Probably, if they're uh, local, yeah, yeah, probably. So she uh,
0: wanted to know, like, what was the motive behind all that? And did we drink during the service? All this stuff, and I was like, look, we met the bar because it was a free place for us to meet. We don't drink during the service.
1: Getting out of pocket online, yeah. You know know, what I mean?
0: Facebook message to the church, like it wasn't even to me, you know.
1: Didn't even know who they were talking Didn't to. Didn't had no idea. Well, I mean, I get it wanting to try to discern or whatever what's yeah. going on in your in your neighborhood and everything, but that, you you already know where that's coming from. Right. You know well this I mean? person's
0: never been to the church before. We've never met before, like ever. I wouldn't know her if she walked in here right now. Um but that, that kind of thing is what you deal with as a pastor. Like, hey, lady, go to my church.
1: Well, it's because pastors don't punch people enough.
0: I strangle people down the street here. Yeah. Me and my friends, we choke each other. Yeah, but you don't do it at church. Not at church. Not at church. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite stories, though, is St. Nicholas. Santa Claus? Santa Claus. Word. Was a real guy. St. Nicholas was an actual dude. And he punched a guy named Arius. There at this big meeting, right? And Arius is like, yeah, I don't think Jesus is, is the son of God. He questions Jesus' divinity. Yeah. Santa Claus smacked him. What? Straight up, right in the face. The little uh, St. Nicholas delivered a two-piece and a biscuit. He,
1: he was gangster, huh? He
0: was, to little Arius who lived on Heretic Lane.
1: Heretic Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Santa Claus pieced him up. People get out of pocket online, though, man. They They, they don't mind talking smack, do they?
0: No, they especially, like, with that scenario. Because she didn't know if she was talking. We don't have a secretary. But she didn't know if she was talking to the secretary. Or or some intern. Or an intern, the 17-year-old kid that runs our social media. Like, she had no idea. Like, I hadn't been the one to answer.
1: It was probably more of a, uh, I find a lot of times, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't even know how how much I what I was going to say that I need to say. <laughs> Some people focus on uh getting people to quit bad habits and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But then they think everything, every possible habit is the devil. Yeah. So it's like you got to be completely away from the devil, Bobby. You know? <laughs> You can't, you can't go around a bar or a liquor place because then the devil might get yeah, you. Yeah,
0: Robertson's Red is the devil. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you, you're going to have those people.
0: Yeah, no, you will. And I, I, I wasn't mad at her, and I wasn't, like, combative in the message. I was, Oh, this is what we believe, and this is why we meet in a bar, and, you know, thanks for your concern, whatever. I'm going to pray for y'all. Okay. All okay
1: right. <laughs> please, Please do. Please, please do. Please. Yeah, I could always, always use another prayer. Yeah,
0: man. Uh, all day, every day. People need prayer. Yeah, but I mean that's you know that's
1: what pastors. The do. truth is, people's got too comfortable talking without being punched in the mouth. Oh,
0: is the, <laughs> did Mike Tyson really say that? Like I don't that, know, but it's a good saying. It is great. I've it's a it. great
1: quote. Yeah, I've it's a it great attributed quote attributed to him. But I don't know if. Well, oh, he said everybody has a plan until okay, they get punched okay. in the mouth. That's yeah, the Michael. That was the Mike Tyson. Or, yeah, Mike Tyson.
0: But that, that's true though. And I don't know. I see that down the street here. I train. I met on the 400 block of our main street downtown and jujitsu's is on the 200 It's two blocks away and uh, so I strangle people two blocks away from where I preach love and <laughs> and kindness but uh, yeah but they're letting
1: you like they're signing they are. up for they that
0: are. yeah everybody's in there but it's it creates like an honesty in the room like a room full of people who are skilled in violence mm-hmm. like i watch my mouth in there uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and um, you know, we respect each other, and it's a whole different thing. I don't
1: care I'm, what size the dude is. If he got cauliflower ear, he's sir. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. He's but sir you, every time. It's a time. different
0: level of respect when you can put your hands on each other. You know, like, I, I'm on, if I'm talking trash to this guy right now, like, I'm going to have to fight him.
1: That was always my fear of not doing that, like, when I was younger, coming yeah. up doing martial arts, because yeah. I didn't think I would be able to keep my emotions at check. You, you'd be but surprised. it would probably help if I'd have done yeah, it. It 100%. probably helped me in the long run. Yeah. Looking back on it, yeah, I probably needed it.
0: Well, that's what people say that, though. And if you ever get them to come in and try it out, they're like, okay, like, please stop choking me. You know? Like, you know the,
1: it, it ain't my fi- – I ain't one of these people that's like, oh, I might get – I might see red I'm, and I'm, I time. might see red and hurt somebody. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm afraid I'm going to get super, super – Mm-hmm. and then somebody's going to kill me <laughs> that's <laughs> well, the fear that's what it's happen. not that i'm the dangerous one in the room right you right. know it's okay i might be a uh, uh, idiot in a room full of dangerous people
0: yeah no it's it, i don't know it, it creates a great atmosphere and i wonder a lot of times let's get in trouble here let's go deep and let's get in trouble we have such a relationship there because we strangle it we actually like it's not a tickling competition. We're trying to hurt each other. Yeah, that's from a movie too. If you ever seen it, um, but it, it does. It creates that honesty and it creates that respect because you know one of these days it's going to be me against him in this room and we're going to be going mm-hmm. at it. So I'm going to make sure that I'm respectful and he respects me and all those things. And I wonder why we can't have that in church. Huh. You know, because there are guys there.
1: You talking about like the uh, inner church beef, yeah. That happens, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't
0: have that because we'll, I mean, common
1: respect. No, yeah, absolutely not. not. You're
0: not as you're not as as reformed as I am, because or you're not as, or you're too reformed, you know, or, or whatever. Or I don't think you
1: can be that close and respect anybody, but to a certain degree, unless you've been through something with them.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? We don't want to go through. We go through things down there. Yeah. And because we we engage that way physically, we'll sit on the mat in a – Tango's seen it. We sit on the mat in a sweaty pile for 30 minutes after class is, is over and we talk about how our kids are struggling with something at school or our wife is dealing with this or this is going on in my life. And all this honesty just comes out of us because of this trial that we've just gone. We signed up for it. It was voluntary. <laughs> Yeah. But we're that honest with each other because we go through these hard things. And we've been to funerals together. We've been to weddings together. We do all these things that we're supposed to do as a church that we don't always do.
1: That's called discipleship.
0: It is. It is. And, you know, there's a structure there, right? And then you got the black belts and you got the brown belts and the purple belts. And you kind of know, like, who you're following or whatever. And maybe it's a. Maybe it's pastors. Maybe it's pastors and elders that haven't established that role in the church and said, "Hey, follow me." Yeah, you know, I'm somebody that you can follow, and that's okay to do because Paul did it when he said, "Follow me, be imitators of me, because I'm an imitator of Christ," and that it's incumbent on us to to be that person um, because that's you know we follow the guy down the street here because he's wearing a black belt. Yeah, that means he's the expert, right? I, well, I'll do what he's doing because. He's the expert. He obviously knows, um, and not that I'm super like I'm not a Bible scholar by any means. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if my heart is, it lo- like I, if I love my neighbor and I'm following Christ, I'm doing all these things. That should make me somebody that you want to follow, you know. And I don't know that we're doing that as pastors.
1: I don't think it's happening a whole lot. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think discipleship falls on the shoulders of pastors anymore the pastor is the teacher now Mm -hmm. and the actual pastor duties of bringing up disciples that's small groups yeah that's what they've pawned that off on and i ain't saying there's anything wrong with a small group small groups are great if you have one that's great awesome yeah um but i feel like that's kind of what's happened in the modern church is the pastor i mean he has his circle yeah he has his people but how many of them are really inviting new people into their personal lives yeah. on a regular basis? And well, that's the
0: key, right? Like down the street here, they'll take anybody that shows up and pays a membership fee. Yeah. Like okay, well come on in, and and you either fit in or you don't. And If you don't, you leave, and that's cool. And I, some of that is the same, but I, I don't. Again, I don't think it's we don't establish that order because in, in church we're supposed to have pastor. We have elders, <coughs> excuse me, elders, deacons. and deacons, and we have these things, and these people, and we don't, that doesn't mean, I don't think, what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. You know, because that's like our, this is cheesy, this is super cheesy, but that's like our, our pastors are black belt, you know, and then our elders are our, our brown belts, and then our deacons are like our purple belts, and these are people everybody that Everybody wants to, to be
1: the black belt.
0: Everybody does. Everybody wants to be a chief. Everybody, yeah, not too many chiefs, not enough mm-hmm. Indians. Yeah. Problem is nobody really wants to be the chief. <laughs> they don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. They all like the idea of being the chief until yeah. they get in that role. You know, what as I heard the other day, everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do some gangster stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the same thing. Everybody wants to be that Sunday morning star because right. that's what we've turned pastors into now. Everybody wants to be that guy that yeah. gets all the handshakes on Sundays and gets all the respect and all that. But do they want to get out of their bed at 3.30 in the morning when they get a call that somebody's kid's wrapped around a telephone pole? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know, are they going to want to do, disrupt their lives in any way whatsoever for anybody else? Because yeah. if you sign up to be a pastor, that's what you're signing up for. Uh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And, and there so many clowns. I say clowns. People don't see that either, though. They're not clowns. Because they don't
1: get the pastor's agenda for the day. They don't know what he's doing.
0: Right. Well, they don't know that. Like your problems that you come to me with are not the only problems. Like I'm dealing with his problems too. Yeah. And hers and theirs. You know. But you come to me and you're like mine though. But mine is it's special, right? It's different. And there's only so much of us to go around. I don't. Say, I don't say that. You don't. You don't I do I do
1: insinuate right? it, and you know it, but we don't <laughs> talk about it.
0: <laughs> but that's why. That's why it's important though to have those elders and those deacons and that structure in place, so it's not all on the pastor you know, but it's, it's hard to find people like nobody wants to be almost the pastor, right? I'm, I'm an elder, but I'm not like the pastor. So I that's see not. the logic
1: behind deacons taking care of the widows instead of the pastors.
0: Yeah. yeah well, the, the deacons are the doers, right? They, they do the stuff like the, the, they run the building and they, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans and these things. And then your elders and your pastor are more theology related. You know, they, they, kind of guide the church spiritually. So that's the, the, pecking, the pecking order, the hierarchy sort of of the church that we have. That's a terrible word, too, I think.
1: Oh, that's the but, way it's supposed to be.
0: Right, yeah. So, so yeah, there's that, but churches don't do that. They have deacons that a lot of times act as elders, and those are not the same thing. You don't thing. even see
1: that a lot anymore, though, because, I mean, a lot. Of, I would probably say a majority – of these newer churches that pop up. I mean, they might have something like that, but yeah. they really don't have, like, deacons and elders right. and this, that, and the other. You know, there's a few that just have, you know, the pastor, the pastor's family, and that's who gets paid.
0: Right, and the pastor bangs the gavel and what he says goes. Yeah. Uh, that's wrong. Don't do that. Yeah,
1: it's not biblical at all.
0: No, it's not, and, and, it, and I don't want that.
1: I wouldn't. Uh, I don't want to
0: be the one to, like, uh, Make. I ran
1: into it on more than one occasion, yeah. and I won't stand for it. Yeah. It's like if if it costs me a friend, I'm not I'm not going to stay somewhere that I shouldn't be for yeah. the sake of appeasing other people. You got to get where you know you need to be, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough gig, man, and and not a lot of people want to do
1: it. A lot of people want to tell you how they think it ought to be done. I can be that person.
0: Yeah, right? Everybody <laughs> needs that.
1: <to hang> <laughs> is there a position? Where does that fall? Like uh, deacon? I'll be a deacon. Deacons I know, can be that. Can't that one, I
0: think it's, a, yeah, it's the, gr- the grouchy old man. That's the, I don't know how <laughs> biblical that is, but well, we don't have a grouchy old man in our church. That could be you.
1: I'm not that old yet. You're not, I still ride you're skateboards. Not.
0: That's true. You're younger than me, so if you're the grouchy old man.
1: Yeah, you're older than me. Yeah,
0: it's just another place where the uh, the church is kind of dropping the ball.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of circle around to that a lot, too. Yeah. I, it stays on my mind a lot, though. It well, stays on yeah. my heart a lot. It's
0: got to, because it's, I don't know, we're letting the church get hijacked. I started calling them clowns a minute ago with their wolves. The the Todd Whites of the world and the Stephen Furticks, and, you know, they're not the new ones. You got Kenneth Copeland's been doing it for 30 years, and... Oh, what's the other guy's name? He was in our group chat the other day when y'all sent the message, and I said I'd like to give him a jujitsu lesson. Rick Warren, maybe him too. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're Abe selling. Young. Possibly, uh, they're selling things though. Duplandus. You know, like they're, they're, they're Jesse that yeah. was the guy. Man, it's on nerves. <laughs> but he, these guys are wolves. Like yeah. it's it's we laugh at them or whatever, but they're, it's not funny. Yeah,
1: I mean the we we I think we did talk about this i mean i'm sure there's people in those churches that are going to heaven because of their faith in jesus ain't got nothing to do with the guy at the pulpit but yeah it's scary it's very scary how people sign up and just hand their stuff over to people like that. You know, I'm gonna commit a portion of my paycheck to make sure that this guy that's already up there bragging about his watch or his car and, and his plane.
0: Wow, he needs a second plane. Yeah.
1: Get miss me with all of that. Yeah, the,
2: I, I got know. the biggest house in Louisiana. Is yeah. that the uh, Which one is it, that? I think
1: it was planet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it I under biggest my biggest
2: house in Louisiana and I got this amazing staircase That man's ego
0: Yeah, it's insane, man And I, I think part of why God keeps us in this tiny room In this old place is to, like, to manage my ego Because it, it's hard for me when somebody's like Hey, man, that was a great sermon And I go, yeah, it was, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> like,
1: I think maybe that's, maybe that's maybe a lot of these guys didn't start off that way Probably but, not because I remember I saw Furtick back yeah. before I had ever heard who he was. Uh-huh. I went to a church planters conference, same conference I saw Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. And, but I had never, i would obviously heard of Rick Warren. I'd never heard of Stephen Furtick. Right. And the dude had a good message, yeah. you know, a really good message. I don't know what's happened there over time, you know. It's just Well, a,
0: it's not conducive to fundraising, I don't think, to preach about the devil and hell. And conviction and condemnation and all these things. Like, people don't want to hear that stuff. Those hmm.
1: churches stay in the milk. They yeah. don't They don't go to the meat at all. Right. They, they stay in the milk. There's yeah. no spiritual warfare talk. There's no, hey, there are demons trying to infiltrate your yeah. children's lives. There's none of that. It's just, you know, you got to have positive attitude.
0: Right, yeah, the power of positive thinking. And now Joe Lewstein can fly, you know. Because he believed enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy, I've had a I've had a thing for him for a while. I know every time we mention uh, TV preachers, he's the one I go in on mm-hmm. the most, you know. But they weren't all bad. At least we had Billy Graham. I like Billy yeah, Graham. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: there has been some solid guys preach on TV. Like, it, it happens. I feel like Billy Graham had a pretty good run.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he did yeah, some good things. I,
0: I didn't – I look back now and there are things that he – preach that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I mean, we're talking secondary issues. Yeah. So, you know, you get past that, but I feel like he loved his fellow man. Yeah, for sure. You know, loved his neighbor and and those things, and he wasn't, you know, his church, he didn't have a church, I don't guess, had a church with 10 million people, but uh, he couldn't help 80,000 people want to hear him talk Mm -hmm. when he showed up. Jesus spoke in front of thousands of people. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to go out and take the gospel out into the world. Like, I hope thousands of people show up to hear it. And that's different than having thousands of people in your church. I think that's a that's a different story.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, doing this, millions could hear it. Right. But we're not gonna fit them in the room here. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> right. But I mean, we could have church, church in Barron Stadium. You know, six thousand people, or the forum yeah. over here with three or four thousand people, and that's cool. It's cool to have an event you know, let's have a big event and get four or five preachers up there and some music, and we'll have a thing, and, and 5,000 people can show up. And that's cool, but it's not like church. That's
1: well, I think, that you know, well, churches try to do that every week. Yeah. And it's like those are cool, you know, to have your emotional. There ain't nothing wrong with getting out there and having an emotional episode with your God, you yeah. know. That, that's cool and all. It's just when they try to make you do it well, every week. It. Yeah, when they facilitate yeah. it and push you towards it because when you're in that state – a little more vulnerable. Yeah. If you feel like you just had some holy experience, you might be a little more apt to put a dollar in the plate right Right, there. right. You know, Well, so. you can,
0: I don't know, the the gospel will facilitate that. Like, we try to do it with lights and sound and and those things. Um, but we had church Sunday in that little bitty, that old country church I was talking about. Um, and I got asked to read the call to worship it's a scripture from Psalm, Psalm 65. And, like, it's hard for me to read in that old church. Is it the lighting? Th- well, there was no lighting, number one. Like, I'm yeah. reading by lantern light. Like, we're in there. There was no lights because this place is ancient. Um, but to stand in that old church, that old hundred, it's almost 200 years old now, and to think about a million sermons have been preached there and all the stuff that goes on in the life of a church – And we're having church there in 2023, and we're all got flashlights and lanterns and looking at our Bible and like I'm choked up reading the psalms. That's pretty dope. Yeah, you can't replicate. Like it's cool that we're in this old building, but like it's tough to replicate that old country church. But there were like 40 people in this church, and it was just this organic thing. And it really was like I said all that to say it was an emotional experience that obviously wasn't brought on by smoke and mirrors it was it was a legit experience, an experience with god you know and, and in reading his word and
1: i feel like i'd be in a constant one of those if i went to like jerusalem and stuff
0: yeah you have to feel like it if you can look at some dirt and i, I don't people call it the holy land and i go well it's you know it's dirt like everywhere else but i think it would be really cool to go and be like jesus stepped right, right there, there. We we're talking about sherman being here yeah and to think about that and we're like well that's kind of cool that's historic but like Jesus, it's not Jesus is a whole different thing, right? And if we can go and like, you can Jesus actually
1: go in the lake that he was up in. Path. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, you can go walk the same ground he did. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's. I think cool. that's
1: why I would be in a constant boohoo. Oh, the whole there. time, I'd be yeah, the whole time yeah, I'd just yeah. be in a constant boohoo. Right. I'm sure, like a good boohoo, I'd be boohoo. But a boohoo nonetheless. I'd be a boohoo. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but it's it's not wrong to have an emotional experience, uh, it, the, the word of God, a move of God should like, we should be emotional about that. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't generate that with theatrics and oh, the hair on the back of my neck stood up it or must, even, must the Holy or Spirit. even
1: demanding it. Yeah. Cause it's every head bowed, every, every eye, closed, eye closed, every hand yeah. raised and all yeah, that. It's yeah. like, it's almost, it's a coaching into a behavior right, right That gets a an emotional result
0: they turn the thermostat down real quick so everybody gets a chill and they right. go oh that must be the <laughs> that's the holy spirit yeah, that's right. it just
1: that's got a, cold in here
0: yeah that's ted back there with a the thermostat yeah yeah
1: before we wrap this thing up let's ask you a few random questions just to get to know danny burnham a little bit more let's do it who inspires you
0: who inspires me wow that's tough man these are supposed to be, like, random quick-fire questions, right? No, 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 you can think about that one for a minute. Okay, so the 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 answer, of course, is Jesus, right? The answer is always Jesus for any test you ever took. You're right, Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm inspired by, like, when you think about the faith, I think about men like John the Baptist and Martin Luther, who were not, even like Peter to some degree. <clears throat> they didn't play by the rules, You know, like, I feel like I talked about Martin Luther in the last episode. He loved Jesus, but he cussed sometimes. Yeah. You know, and and these guys that were, they were renegades as far as that went. Um, And I feel like that's kind of what we do here with our church. We're not denominational or anything. and We weren't planted by, like, what we would think of as conventional means. Um, But they they blazed that trail, you know, for other people to come up and not – they didn't go to seminary, and they weren't. Luther did, but not like we have it today. They weren't like these polished people. They just preached the gospel, and it was effective. Spurgeon was uh, similar along the same lines. Um, big inspiration in my life is my dad, Cliff Burnham. He's one of the godliest people that I have ever known. Um, he is eight twenty right now on a Tuesday night. He's probably at home reading the Bible, like taking notes, like he sits at a little table and got his Bible and he takes notes and prays and does all that. But he's done that my entire life. So to see that, um, that's been a great example and inspiration for me because I realize, like, that's important. That's what we're supposed to do. He does it every single day. And you go over there at night and he's, he's done with his work for the day and he's got his Bible and he's getting ready to teach or just some subject that he wanted to learn um so he's a, a real big one for me how long did you want this question this answer to be as long as you want okay. it to be for
1: i don't have a time limit here <laughs> i'm on tango time I, got I
0: just realized i was just going on about this one question no, and you might have had more um yeah. but yeah those are those are some people that i can point to pretty quick and say that those people inspire me not too many people that are still alive though i gotta come up with some more living people that inspire me i think
1: I guess it depends on and what sense you're talking Yeah I There's different inspirations yeah, That's you
0: know. true That's true Every time I watch the 300 uh, Gerard Butler inspires me to go work out oh, yeah.
1: So Golly <laughs> bum That dude right there was something Right yeah, he, did, yeah. he did some things I don't think we were willing to no, do probably not <laughs> <laughs> What's next Uh Okay Favorite movie Favorite movie And wow All
0: time favorite movie Oh um, I think that my all-time favorite movie is Cool Hand Luke. You've is that a Clint that? Eastwood? It is oh, Paul Newman.
1: Okay, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. When he was in jail in the work camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's a fantastic movie, and it was
1: before. Is that the, what we got here is a failure to that's communicate? That's the one, that's okay.
2: the
0: okay. one. Yeah, Paul Newman, uh, Cool Hand Luke, what we've got here is a failure. Yes, that's the one. One okay. of the greatest movies. It was all script. It was low budget. You know, there wasn't a ton of money wrapped up in it, but it was written well and performed well. I love it. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I think that'll be. That's it? That's it for okay. now, man. Cool. I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. Do it. All right. You're the host. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for watching. I love you guys. God bless you.
0: Thank you for watching Burnham Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.